0: Hello, hello, hello! A good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever part of the world you are in. Welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict live. Live. All right, guys, good to see you. It's Friday here, so we're gonna have a great conversation today. We'll take some of your questions, like we always do. But before we get into all that, let's thank our supporters here. Let's
1: thank you for watching, of course, joining us today. This is a very live kind of experience for David and me. We want to thank you for subscribing and encouraging you to subscribe if you have not. We are still inching our way toward our goal of 70 million subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I know it's, it's a stretch, but you never know. You know, trust and in instinct. So we will keep going. And besides, you know, what we do is a very serious look at the world. Indeed. And we have to have some sense of humor about it to be able to maintain our energy to keep doing it. So we'd like to invite you to subscribe if you have not and and of course for
0: our members so we want to uh, check out our membership by the way on the geopoliticsinconflict.com speaking of membership uh we're gonna be doing our presentation today right after this for our members only and for you guys we're gonna be doing next week q a on wednesdays at 1100 hours elizabeth's gonna post the the uh the description and all that stuff for you or reminder whatever that is is she's gonna be posting that in the next few days but also wanted to mention uh for our members only who might be watching right now we're gonna do q a session for you as well that's only for our members so we're gonna do two separate q a's one for our subscribers here and one for our members uh, only where else can they see us they can see us on Ramble. That's one. They can see us on uh, uh on Twitter. Make sure you follow us, follow me on Twitter at the what I do, and Elizabeth at Alchemy of E. So we both post our stuff. She has her account, I have my account, and and that's how we interact with the majority. And also, if there is a quick update that we need to put up for you, it will be on Twitter because we do post stuff there. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok. So uh that's usually how where we are but also we want to take this opportunity to say thank you for
1: your support so. the last week has been full of surprising shocking and delightful kinds of information indeed Ross are you ready for some questions I am indeed let's go through okay. that
0: first before we jump in in our talk okay
1: so the bank of england governor worried about bitcoin being legal tender in el salvador <laughs> in el salvador i know because i i don't know why andrew bailey he's the the the
0: head of the central bank in england why england would worry about el salvador you know why do they care well you know why they care because they want to keep the country controlled by the west when it comes down to the financial aspect basically just fyi el salvador made the decision now to use the bitcoin as a legal tender which means what in a simple language is that what salvador wants to do it wants to pay off its debt it owes about 17 billion dollars wants to pay off that debt and be done with the dollar for good wow yeah and this is why the west even imf IMF was like, no, no, Salvador cannot do that. And I remember, mm-hmm. I did, uh, we did the uh, break-ins, me and Elizabeth. We talked about this one. Hillary Clinton came over and <laughs> said, "Oh, that's going to create danger for countries. Really? Why don't we just live, leave, leave uh, El Salvador decide for itself? You know, Bitcoin works for them. What a concept!
1: Let a country decide what's best for itself. Exactly. Um, wow. I don't know what that guy was talking about. Well, I think he just told us what he's <laughs> really <laughs> thinking about. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> So, as the JCPOA talks in Vienna continue Israel announced today that it may have to militarily strike Iran I know I know it
0: was surprising to me here is the thing guys don't get alarmed. that's just hypes Israel always talk about that here is why as one who spent a lot of time in the Middle East and I am a very 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 familiar with Middle Eastern culture history and how it works and I wrote books about it so I kind of understand those kind of statements adjust to the hypes. where the danger of all that if Israel react or acts on attacking will the US be pulled into that which means well another conflict in the Middle East another six trillion dollars to have to be printed and so forth so the US needs to be very careful not to fall into the Bay of Israel Israel because israel won't be able to manage that by itself
1: also iran is not iraq oh exactly very different military they, power yeah because what very different allies you're absolutely correct what i can tell you is that if that happens
0: you're gonna be seeing missiles flying from iran into tel aviv they'll shower that yeah that's the
1: danger for that nato russia tit for tat continue <laughs> lavrov warns of the consequences of Ukraine ukraine's entry into nato exactly this one came on the wake of the organization
0: for security and cooperation in europe uh, that, that took a meeting yesterday that kicks off in sweden and basically what washington is saying is the warning moscow really about you are creating tensions and warning Moscow. what
1: do you expect them to do they're gonna react oh let me get this right <laughs> they're looking to put strike weapons into ukraine and they're saying Russia doesn't like it how dare they not like it exactly yeah and I do believe if ever NATO or the U.S.
0: move forward with that plan oh you're gonna see Russia reacting I I guarantee you this
1: I guarantee you this Ross you know as we observe Putin over years he's got a great sense of humor he's not laughing about this one no no he is saying red line red line red line and you gotta pay attention yeah and he also has what ninety thousand troops sitting on the border exactly so it's, it's uh that's playing with fire shall we say That is where I see the concern with that one. OPEC has agreed to increase production. Finally, finally, they agreed. Guess guess
0: who they responded to because it was one country that requested that from them. Who is that country? Unbelievably, it was Russia. It was Russia and did not the United States because as of this morning, I was driving. I'm still seeing the prices of gas way up they dropped by uh, three cents a couple of days ago then back up by three <laughs> cents so so what's what's interesting not funny but what's interesting about all this is that opec responded to russia's request but gave, gave the middle finger to the us that's the over line and over and over again yeah
1: that's that's the bottom line to it so so that's why we wanted to highlight this to you the post-american middle east Prospects for a recovery of sectarian conflict. Oh, that is a, that was
0: an, a, a, an article that I read in some foreign policy stuff. That has to do with you know how do we uh, think of the Middle East moving forward after the U.S. Because U.S. leadership is declining. It's a fact. Let's not sugarcoat it. Right. You know, it's been declining for a while. And also, even U.S. presence in the Middle East—it's now—it's—it's it's kind of chaotic anyway. So, but the question now is what will the middle east look like after the u.s is gone secretarian will be one of the order of the day because there are so many sects into the middle east that now is going to be dominance fighting over who controls what and all that and that will be very very chaotic
1: a new island free from the british crown is at the beginning of the demise of the british throne star it in is. the world it is
0: who do you think that country is ross Bermuda. No, it's, it's, it's Barbados. Barbados. It's Barbados. It is Barbados, indeed. So I saw the image of Prince Charles standing there with this grim face. On <laughs> look on his face because they realized, you know, there used to be about 54 countries under the Commonwealth. 15 out of those already said, heck with this Queen stuff. We don't want to deal with it anymore. But what's interesting is that you still see uh, Australia, Canada, New Zealand. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh Bahamas you know those is gonna be the domino effects and you're gonna see uh, so basically what we witness and what we are witnessing now is the slow demise of the British presence in other countries
1: well they certainly had their run at it <laughs> you're right.
0: centuries you're right for so long exactly so now before we move before we move to our topic I would like to address two things quickly here Ross if you permit me here uh the two has to do with the two questions that uh so two of our viewers asked on Wednesday yeah. one of them has to do with the case of the tennis player okay the Chinese uh,
1: female tennis player th-
0: that's correct so there are different reports on this one and uh what I found personally and again let's not jump into conclusions here but one of the things that is very uh, uh sort of uh oh I don't have connection anymore here okay they'll come over back. i will come back to me so Wi-Fi well let me say uh, I got it okay I got it here uh so I just sometimes it's the link so so basically what uh, what the article mentioned is that uh, and I have it here I don't know how to share it with uh but it's okay so basically what it was is just they found out that the New York Times article was not accurate 100 uh, percent basically she had an affair with the individual and he kind of ended the relationship it was a reaction but on the other hand, let's not assume that just that's all it was, because this kind of issues we won't there. But it's just to highlight this. There are two sides to the story. So let's 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 leave it at that. So far, it's not what's been reported
1: in certain aspects here in the West. It's a lot more complicated complex than that. and getting quality information is challenging. Exactly. So we don't really know what happened. Exactly. And the second question has to do with uh, what our viewer uh, was asking.
0: it has to do with the China's reaction to the metaverse. you know Well basically, uh, this one I found that China government does indeed react to that one. What are we talking about metaverses? Is the idea of certain technologies that will be developed by certain con- uh, certain companies like uh, Billy P, yeah, Billy, Billy Blee, and and uh, I believe uh, it's the name of is Tencent and net ease those are developing some technology that has to do with video games and all that stuff and the government wanted to step in into that well they don't want to lose those companies don't want to lose their share of the market that is the reason why they are doing what they are thinking so uh, so far uh, where, where the government stands they are trying to put some sort of boundaries or restrictions that's so far what i was able to find so
1: well, can we move to our topic today let's
0: move to uganda on. uganda indeed. airport indeed debt trap indeed china africa africa, africa. geopolitics <laughs> natural resources so indeed before we detail as always we do guys we'll do a 20 minutes whatever just when you send your questions just please put question before it and and remember we're gonna have a q a session only on Wednesday at 11 o'clock so uh, so yeah to go into that there was some articles that came out that indicating oh that China took over the International Airport you know uh those articles that I came across and I read through them uh came from New Delhi oh came from okay. India so we all know the history here there are others including Bloomberg that mentioned this story but did not confirm that indeed china took over you know but that's not the point what we're talking about here we wanted to ha- provide both sides of the arguments you know because you got the uh, and i have uh, i have uh, a note on it right here on my uh, on my computer uh that the head of the uh what do you call them of the aviation in uganda yeah came forward and confirmed that china did not take over the airport what he confirmed was that china is in negotiate they are in
1: talks regarding the restructuring of the debt and what we know is that's china's reputation mm-hmm. when a debt isn't being covered correctly by the government by people who they loaned the money to okay they renegotiate it once i think it was, i can't remember what country it was they renegotiated seven times mm-hmm. Now that there's always more to the story though exactly so but here is
0: the other side of the argument of it of course we're in this term of the debt trap but let's let's break it down here and be straightforward about it if you get engaged in a business transaction aren't you gonna protect your interest i mean you will one way or another so okay but the idea that if china is moving into that direction of this issue of i gotta sink you into that so i can take over your stuff then that makes it no different than what the us did back in the 70s especially through the corporations oh yeah we're not saying that's what china's doing we're saying that if that is the thinking of the chinese government that becomes very problematic why because you got two approaches to it one that the u.s did through the corporations but also through the military and if this is a big if if china's going that way it's going to go through business transactions but so far the story that has because the photo we're photoshopped of the airport right. those were photoshopped oh and all over social media china took over that trap whatever so this it really becomes a little bit okay who's pushing the narrative that way right and that is why we decided to talk about this today to provide both sides of the argument i cannot and this is my personal opinion i cannot stress enough the point that if china moves into the direction of truly sinking other countries into the debt and take over that will be problematic for its credibility that will be prob- problematic for whatever she- it's
1: trying to achieve economically you know the, th- the thing with Uganda we don't really have all the details of this uh there's so many questions to ask mm-hmm. well we have his historically going back centuries mm-hmm. China does not do that exactly that doesn't mean it's not doing it today because we have some conflicting information about say uranium resources in Africa which is known for that yes yeah and, and usually if you have
0: access to that kind of stuff you're gonna find you know but at the same time should we uh, jump to conclusion right away by saying? If a country, China or otherwise, is going after
1: its interests, will that be a bad thing? As long as they're doing it the right way, if they are true to their to what they're saying out loud in words of everything being a win win, yeah, great. However, when it's a win lose, no, it's that's, truly
0: problematic. Yeah, because that's exactly what the United States did. I mean, look no further than Indonesia. You know, I mean, you look how Indonesia was in the seventies. You, you you know the resources that indonesia has especially in the java area and believe a massive oil and all that stuff but u.s oil corporations took over with the imf loans and all that stuff no imf does the debt trap and i you know looking over the latin america for yeah. example. so so that, that that's why it took me by surprise when i saw that first i was like took a step back i said uh, uh-uh, i gotta figure out where this is you know and I dig enough to find that majority of the articles that I came across, one of them was from republica.com. Well, where is republica.com headquarters? It's, it's in New Delhi. You know, <laughs> you know. Again, when I'm pointing fingers here, we just highlighting uh, uh, the idea of this is what we do on our channel. We provide you the info because we're not jump into conclusions, you know, we want you to have the information so you can decide on your own
1: exactly so and
0: when i came across that i said to myself what well, about if i look for the counter argument to that?" and when i read the article on bloomberg what well, bloomberg did mention but did not confirm that when i looked at other articles it did say that there is no taking over the airport as a matter of fact china got involved in that project only to uh, uh, renovate they didn't even not build, to
1: build not no, to run no, no, but
0: to no, co- no. renovate the renovate the place, you know but the photoshopped before the it was a photoshopped uh, picture image that shows the china flag i <laughs> you know that's to me where i i draw a line as far as you know you can't go that far because uganda is a sovereign state you can't fly in other countries mm-hmm. you know this is where whoever did this photoshop image you know didn't understand how geopolitics is when, you have, when you're dealing with a sovereign state, you have to respect the law of that state, you know. But the bottom line in our conversation is that what this highlights is the idea that we need to decipher truth from fiction, you know. What IMF loans been involved in the Latin America and Asia, whatever, was it that trap? You know, is China doing the same?
1: And that is the question we are asking. The evidence indicates probably not, Not. but we don't have certainty on this. Yeah, and this is what when we
0: had a conversation with our guest, uh, uh, Dr. Hammond. Which, by the way, we hope you guys liked it. I saw the comments from our viewers very positive. They they want Dr. Hammond to come back, and we will. We We want him to come back. back. He was
1: a delightful guest, and he had so much quality information. He spent a lifetime studying China and living there. Yeah, and he is what I
0: call—he is what I call—a true expert yeah because somebody who understand because he was talking from facts factual stuff doesn't get involved and in, you will wish somebody like him be an advisor to the U.S. government <laughs> but as one who works in Washington before Washington doesn't like people like that they want somebody who's sleazy and somebody that
1: you know can sugarcoat I took people. a course from a, from a Sinologist yeah and uh he worked in the Hillary Clinton campaign and he made a number of very smart suggestions. She re- ignored 100 of them, and the next day he resigned. And going, isn't that tell you something? That, right there. Yeah, because uh, uh, so that that's why the whole we wanted
0: to bring this big picture in understanding, and that's why we title it. Does understanding the history of a country it tells you about its foreign policy. That
1: was for a reason why. And we that's why it. that's why Dr. Hammond was so so insightful. Because he's an historian. Looking exactly. Back, he looked back at least 3,000 years. Exactly. Pushed the whole one narrative forward. Yeah, exactly. But
0: uh, we wanted to just highlight this issue of this, uh, you know, the article that says that trap, whatever. Uh, let's not jump to conclusions, but ne- let not dismiss the idea that could be some strategy towards that. You know, uh, as I said earlier, if you are to engage in a business transaction, you know, what, what are you going to be looking for protecting your interest? That's common sense. And you're supposed to do that. Yeah, You're supposed to do that, but it's how you go about it. And this yeah. is where I personally use history as my guide to go back to the 1970s. That's why I keep an eye on history. It, yes. It's it's important. It's really it helps understand where things are using history as my guide. The US approached the dealings around the world in the 70s in this manner, exactly pre, pre, pre-planned and all that through IMF and through uh, uh, loans and corporations. As a matter of fact, you and Elizabeth gonna one day be talking about because Elizabeth's background is in as a matter of fact, you just to share with you guys, Ross has been in China on a tourist visit. Elizabeth's been in China studies onto enterprise, how Chinese corporations operate. And so, visited actually visited corporations, corporations in China. So she has the understanding of and you guys going to do an in-depth uh, conversations regarding all this one here. So so that's the point of why we wanted to address this one here. So to me personally, and I speak for myself, the articles that I came across that China took over uh, the Uganda's airport, it's not true based on the articles that I read right and the uh, I sh- I I checked so many sources to ensure the accuracy of the information and as I said once again I am not pointing fingers at India here it's just a majority of the articles that indicated that China took over uh, uh Uganda's international report came from India so you draw your own conclusions we just highlighting this one here so so but again just let's think in terms of how history influenced our thinking and how history can tell us exactly how a country will behave
1: the best predictor of future behavior is
0: past behavior past behavior indeed and that's why it was very important to have uh, that conversation with Dr Hammond because uh, you know he's a wealth of information presenting facts about right. the history aspect of it we didn't tackle of course as you guys heard the conversation we didn't tackle the business aspects in detail we're saving that for the next time and uh once uh, uh, we detail that one you'll get a bigger bigger picture into all this but uh, what I found very interesting about when the articles came up is the timing why is that important because who was in Africa only three days before that article uh, articles came out? Hotel. Tony Blinken, Secretary of State in Nigeria. <laughs> and interesting enough, and I listened to his speech, used the word that trap right, when he was addressing the uh, delegations with the presence of the vice president of Nigeria. And the vice president of Nigeria responded by saying, well, when I explained last time about the uh, uh, adage or the concept of the 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 uh, the bride when she oh, gets, yeah. she takes the higher dowry that's because china offered 3.2 and the u.s offered 2.1 you know and even the us saying oh this is not about uh, uh we just wanted to present uh, nigerian with the uh, arguments and all that's like ah uh, you presented the argument but you are wording it in a way this is where you guys come in you and elizabeth when you talk about the language and i am gonna find this speech that one okay you and Elizabeth can analyze it guys because right by the way Russ, a lot of our viewers are asking now for those analysis from you and Elizabeth too to we have
1: several it. planned we'll be we'll be presenting some of them next week okay perfect and
0: and we' we'll, we'll we'll let you guys know when that is because you do not want to miss that this is not just for this channel whatever this is for your life for your daily interactions with human beings to understand
1: the human psychology and Take advantage of it. That's what I can say to you. So part of our dedication in those is to give you the tools. Indeed. So that you, can, you can be seeing the same things we're seeing them, but see them everywhere in your life. Indeed. So shall we move to the questions, Ross? Let's do it. Let's go to the questions, and, and we'll go
0: from there. Oh, thank you. Oh, who is that? Oh, the homeversity diversity. Thank super you stripper. very much for Thank your you. super
1: sticker. We appreciate it. Oh, another one. Bone. Is this that's Boone? Okay, that's Boone. Bone.
0: Thank you, Boone. We really appreciate it.
1: to uh, will join us later. Okay. Yeah,
0: we're gonna see Boone soon. He's our member. Just to say it all, share it with you. He's our member on the membership, and we're gonna be seeing him soon uh, on the uh, on the
1: presentations we're gonna be doing. Uh, All right. Athene Wu, what would the coming democracy summit achieve? (laughs) (laughs) Helping Taiwan to gain international recognition, annoying allies such as Qatar, Singapore, with not inviting them? Yeah, that is an interesting question. And indeed,
0: the summit is going to be, which is virtual, I believe. It's going to be between the 6th and the 9th of December. Uh, there are about 110 countries being invited. Uh, Interestingly enough, no Arab country has been invited except one Iraq. Uh-huh. Well, you know why? <laughs> Doesn't take genius to figure that out. Uh, but the idea, what was alarming to me, and I tweeted about it. If you can go back to check my tweets, you'll see it there a couple of days ago. What I found very uh, uh, sort of problematic is the invitation to Taiwan. Because what's problematic about it, Taiwan is not a sovereign state, you know, and this is, again, uh, it's just not a smart way. Whomever advising the president, not a smart idea to go about doing it that way. Second thing is, why would you want to tell other countries about democracy when you couldn't fix your own? You know, the level of poverty we have.
1: Is it time to make a distinction between plutocracy and democracy? Yeah. A democracy is when the people really have a voice in what's going on. A plutocracy is when the top one percent, power-wise and money-wise, really make all the decisions, and everyone has to live with them. Exactly. But what we don't have is a plutocracy conference. But that's what—that's really what's going on in the world. Exactly. So, so that's
0: a—you know—that um, this is just a, a sc- uh, window screen, so smoke screens, as we say. So it will be nothing of substance to it. Oh, we want to thank uh, we want to thank uh, uh, Crypto Holder for the super sticker. Thank you so much, and we want to thank the Jews nine one one for your super sticker also. Thank you, and it says appreciate all the great info as always. Happy Friday and thank happy you, Friday thank you, to thank you too. So we truly, guys, we want to say thank you. We appreciate
1: it. So it it, it means a lot to us. So can we see what city that is? Uh, I can't quite see it. Uh, no I can't see I can't from here. okay yeah. all right next question journey to the east Huawei now start to completely withdraw from Canada and not allow Canada to use Huawei Huawei Huawei, Huawei. Huawei. Why, thank you thank you Huawei 5G patent is that mean Huawei start to retaliate against Madam Wong house arrest I don't know that well I do Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, because now they have to lay out
0: 4,500 employees in Canada. So, yeah, it is a retaliation, plain and simple, and rightly so. You know, Huawei, Huawei is a company, they can decide whatever they want. And for the facts, the way they were treated or how they treat uh, uh, Mang Wan Joe, we all know the story. We did videos about it. We had a, a, a conversation with Richard Curlin. You know the top lawyer in canada for immigration and he understand this inside out yeah what do you expect you know uh, they expect china to bow to canada no <laughs> they're gonna see more of this and china's gonna cut down its economic ties to canada one step at a time and as a matter of fact russ we did mention this we said down the road you're gonna see china reacting economically that's all they need to do and this is one example four thousand five hundred employees now so. next question let me see here Biryakov, good to see you Biryakov. just two days ago an agreement between china and russia was signed on protocol notification of ballistic missiles and carrier rocket launchers uh launches rather to david I was formerly in military comments okay yes they did sign indeed but again that's a sign for Because what NATO has been advocating for during the summit, now they have, or the meeting, uh, the conference they have in Sweden, you can just see they are drafting the communique to be exactly targeting uh, uh, Russia in that case. But also to China with Russia, that's another step of cementing that relationship. As I said always, it's not at the level of a treaty between Russia and China. I do not see that happening. But I do see a strong, strong military ties only growing between China and Russia for the right reasons, because they want truly limited the presence of the U.S. in that part of the world. That's usually what I see. It going. So, and it will move into some serious aspects of it. Stefan, thank you. Thank you, Stefan. We appreciate it uh according to Guy moore a former government official in liberia china had 87 debt negotiations with african countries and on contrary only one debt swap by the way Guy moore could be great guest for the topic oh let
1: him know. Let him, know let
0: him know if you can access that gentleman we will love to have him into because somebody like that with the knowledge he has yeah you know and, and this is what we're going to be doing with the you and Elizabeth's going to be interviewing somebody in finance who understand the mm-hmm. ins and outs because that we want to bring we're going to be bringing guys a, a true meaning of experts. We're not talking about somebody from Washington reading a book or two and call himself <laughs> or herself. No, I'm not going to do that. So you're going to guys have, have some conversations with those individuals. And yeah, that, that just highlights what you just said earlier as far as the history of how china have dealt with certain debt as a mm-hmm. matter of fact i did find that china forgave a debt for one country in africa
1: they yeah. just forgave them forgave yeah. them yeah
0: it wasn't a substantial amount but at the same time it's an investment
1: when you invest in something you want a return on your investment and when you invest in something you take your chances exactly you hedge so, your bet every way you can yeah. Yeah. but reality doesn't always vote the way you well, want it to that's why i'm saying uh, ross in the case
0: of afghanistan china will have to be very careful
1: oh yeah how they
0: proceed because the 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 how the country is it's not stable because it's ethnically mixed till china understand those dynamics before they jump in into further uh uh uh, business or economic ventures all right next question from homeversity you know that just gave us the sticker thank you so do you know what is the reaction of the U.S. when Olympic truce resolution for 2022 Winter Olympics game in Beijing was passed? My short answer is no, I don't. I don't you either. No, I don't have an answer to that. And I don't know. I don't know what that resolution is. All I know is that as far as the boycotts, uh, the boycotts the boycott from the U.S. that announced uh, was, uh, was just, uh, uh, what was the word? for the optics on the global stage because who's not going to be going just the officials (laughs) but the athletes we're still going to go so which to me was like so what if if the high-ranking officers or officials from the government don't go who cares as long as the athletes gets the chance because this is where I hope they separate politics from sport those athletes have been working hard for the last couple of years many today.
1: of them start as small children yeah this is their dream yeah why rob
0: them of that right yeah that's not right so so about sure answer to that no i don't all right oh oh uh Technicrono. i hope <laughs> i pronounce it correctly thank you so much for the super secret which really appreciate it and the statement says thank you for continuing to provide facts that normal everyday citizens Are too lazy to seek. You are my favorite show on YouTube. Now, thank you very much for that. And I and I concur with your statement as far as the intellectual laziness, because that's how majority
1: are. Let me make one statement about that. Sure, Ross. Because Elizabeth and I are putting a show together on education. And we've talked about this a little bit before. It's the whole concept of learned helplessness and learned stupidity. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> i'll be watching that ross and we so we wonder how come people aren't vigorously going after this kind of information they've been told that whatever they do they're helpless to make a difference even in their own life let alone the life of the government the life of the of, of other people and we're going to dig into how that happens and what to do about it and it's a worldwide phenomena wow and that's where your psych- psychological ex- expertise comes in because... i actually worked in that for oh several years as an educator I can't wait to see that one so
0: yeah you're absolutely correct it, it's people are too lazy for us here in the US I can't speak of people around the world because those different cultures different whatever but here in the US they are too distracted they are too uh, you know because that's uh, it pains me to see the level of every citizen does not understand the basics of what's going on with the government because there are concern about the
1: game shows or whatever whose picture is on the lincoln penny <laughs> oh you're right <laughs> uh, who knows so, it's so, a secret you're right
0: so stay tuned for what uh, ross and elizabeth is going to be doing on that one all right let's see the next question oh saf uh saf was here last time and want one okay. ask questions about uh, Question: UAE, United Arab Emirates, has signed a deal to buy 80 Rafale fighter jets in an armed deal worth 19 billion dollars. Is the UAE moving away from obtaining the F-35s? As a matter of fact, I just read an article about it this morning. The Rafale are from France. Uh, President Macron, uh, Emmanuel Macron, is in the Gulf right now because he has to have his share of the pie. Oh, that's basically what it is. You know, it, it it it's uh, it's 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 pathetic for the sheiks of those countries. they just signing laugh and laughing, they have no clue what the West is doing because they're so idiot. And I'm gonna use it straightforward. <laughs> you know, the are sheiks and they have no clue about what's going on around the world because they're thinking about, especially in the United Arab Emirates. Do you know how many violations they have regarding human rights? I can't count oh my gosh you know and yet we don't hear anything about it here in the west the u.s doesn't say a word about it or the eu for that matter but yes you are absolutely correct about the deal france wants to have its share of the pie so that's why they decided uh the f-35 web is also the cost of the f-35 remember interesting enough is that russians coming up with the fifth generation that cost only 20 million versus the F 35 is about 78 million dollars. So market forces will prevail. Exactly. So but you can just see why the sale of weapons will have to be uh 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 pre-existed or it has to be preceded by tensions and conflicts. So though we have to create the West has to create conflicts so they can justify the sale. Well the behaviors them. they're pretty good at it exactly but also there is another aspects to geopolitical aspect when it comes down to france's foreign policy france is realizing its diminishing global role on the global stage and it has to figure out ways of how to sell their weapons and, and play a role next question patrick good to see you patrick question chinese spokesperson calls america's democracy river without source your take on that Wow, that's a profound statement.
1: Well, let's break that down, River, without a source. When we look at Chinese history, do they have a source for practically everything they do? Yeah, it's called 5,000 years of history, a lot of it being trial and error, a lot of it being we figured it out as to how to make essentially 1.3 billion people relatively prosperous. And what we have is the United States that has no real history in terms of uh, successfully managing foreign affairs. And... The the you take a look at how the how the country was started, it was a violent revolution. Well, what has the United States done since that time? Bennett war, been at war, and oh by the way, it's been at war. Yeah. So you talk you talk about effectiveness, you talk about morality. What we're seeing is the United States apparently has none of that. They don't know what to do. So they scramble around doing these. Pathetic things to cause disharmony worldwide. Yeah, and this is why I always say this term
0: And and you can quote me on that if you want democracy. The, pardon me. Democracy is nothing but a consumption of ink
1: <laughs> I've never heard you say that before.
0: Yeah, no, I say it, <laughs> Especially yeah. when you consider plurocracy. Yeah, it's 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 sad to see how you know, I mean when we are even censored on this on the channel And you start to question You know, where is this democracy? Yeah. Why can't you challenge what the government is doing by saying what we need to say? Right. Why can't we share, you know, what we need to share with our viewers in telling them the truth so they can reach their own conclusions? Why not reveal to them the dark side of what the government is doing behind the scenes that an average Joe or average Jane has no clue about? They go work, spend 45 to 50 hours a week only for the government to come take their taxes tax money, and wasted, not even using it on program that can benefit the citizens. So where is democracy into all this? Why do people have no say into, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who gives you, the government, the right to go and spend over a trillion dollars on, on defense stuff? Why? You know, in a democracy, as we stated in the Constitution, you know, government for the people,
1: by the people. Well, as you know in a plurocracy it's government for the wealthy and powerful by the wealthy and powerful and who benefits the most yeah. the wealthy and powerful the elites yeah uh, and that's, that's becoming part of the national conversation
0: and this is where this country is headed towards you're gonna have few elements controlling the sources of production complete control you know that's why you hear that term of you know reset as far as you know you don't own anything can you be happy nonsense Nonsense, because in a democracy, property is the
1: hallmark part of it. The greatest wealth builder in the United States is owning property. Yeah. You know. And now that there's this all this conversation going on about you can be perfectly happy by renting for the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. Now, where, where is this coming from? Yeah. And who is the government to come and start dictating to
0: you what to do? You know, since when in a democracy that's supposed to work it out, you know, we don't care about other systems how they are. You know, if China does it do what it does by coming down hard on their that's their system. Their system will not work for us. That's that's common sense. Let's just say it's straightforward. You know, their system is different than ours, it won't work here, and it's in reverse our system will not work for them clearly it won't i read i read a a a white paper regarding uh, from the naval academy regarding the china's naval stuff whatever and one of the conclusion was well we should that was back then by the way it was written back then well we shouldn't expect china to become a democratic i mean don't you understand the history of that country that has nothing to do with democracy that you and i understand so So and that's why I said to go back to the not only this question, but the comment earlier about the summit on democracy. Yeah, what democracy when we couldn't fix our own first, let's fix our own. When small businesses now are struggling to survive when people even here in the US, the poverty level now has reached about 92 million people. You know, when people do not even know here in the US, are they going to have a meal tomorrow or not? And Congress still just did just by the way passed yesterday the uh, the the uh, support for the government to stay open provisionally. Oh, yeah. Not even you know you know they making the deals behind the scenes that And when was that done anyway? <laughs> it was done at night. Yeah. Nobody was aware of all that. You know where's the conversation with the you know American people as far as understanding what's going on? Only to have the president will come over and say. You guys need to do this. You guys need to do that. Who the heck are you to be telling, you know, citizens what to do and not to do? And that's where that question about democracy, it becomes, as I said,
1: the consumption of ink. That's my question. And by the way, way, if we, the government, if you don't like what we're doing, it's your fault. I know. Shift the blame. Shift the blame to the victim. (laughs) Yeah. When they have the failed policies
0: that they are embarking on. Uh, Next question. Oh, journey to the east. Once again, thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. Another person that will be nice to bring along. He's living in China, and depth knowledge in China, Hong Kong, and hot topic of Xinjiang, Xinjiang. Yeah, here is the Twitter account. Oh, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Elizabeth reached out to Dan. She did reach out to him. So, oh. I don't know. I'll reach out to him again. Yeah, she did reach out, but we didn't hear back. He was traveling. He was traveling at the time, I remember. And I remember Elizabeth mentioned that to me. It was, I think, traveling to Hong Kong. Yeah, Yeah. we love to have him. He's aware of our channels. If you want to just send him a note, whatever. But we did reach out to him. Elizabeth did follow that. And and we didn't hear. There's one thing I personally, I speak for myself, I don't do. I don't beg for interviews (laughs) just to let you know where I stand. I'll reach out twice and I will cut off. That's it. Because that's to me. It becomes an issue of, you know, your time is no better than mine. So I respect your time. Then you should respect mine. They are like some uh, some of our viewers were asking, can we bring Martin Jack? You know, he understands China inside out. I did reach out to him. He's busy. He did tell me he did send me an email personally. And he said, David, I'm really busy. He's going through some process for publishing his book. And he said, when, when that's settled, he will be happy to come on our show. So just for you guys to know, we did reach out to some individuals you are suggesting here, and we're waiting to hear from them. Oh, oh, dakian son, that's our supporter here. Thank you so much, Dakian, we appreciate it. So that is the, the idea of, you know, they are certain that we reach out to them and whenever they have time, they'll come back to us. Uh, Tom Petra, okay, question. What is your opinion that Twitter is now partnered with ASPI, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute? Is this the start of open social media information wars? I am so glad you brought this up. Wow. I am so glad you brought this up because Jack Dorsey stepped down. He doesn't hold that position anymore. And I was wondering and asking myself the question, will Twitter be ever the, be the same? because we don't know who's coming next another word will twitter be censoring the same thing as of now you don't have that but we don't know who's gonna be coming and the fact that now you brought this information to light it makes me wonder now i'm gonna be putting question mark knowing how australia is moving which direction australia is moving towards you know speaking of australia by the way they had two individuals fled the quarantine yeah and oh, really they, yeah well because if they fled that gives you an idea is it a quarantine or is it a prison well it tells me yeah <laughs> so they are looking for those two individuals well obviously they must doing something that <laughs> they the government must doing something that pushed those so yeah it is very concerning i'll be watching see where this is gonna lead to but officially jack Dorsey now dropped his positions from the new
1: guy when he came in yeah. the first day he came in uh was a the first day he came in, he actually said uh, no more pictures and videos of people without their consent. So the first thing he did upon coming in was a type of censorship. Wow,
0: that tells you right there. It tells you right there. Yeah. So and, and I think this is one of the reasons I'll take this supporting guys to highlight to you. This is why we are pushing towards a rumble. We are moving into that direction. So as we move forward, As you might uh, see less of our footprints on this so make sure you follow us on on rumble also you know it's moving into that direction and we'll keep you posted all right dakin sun your question what do you think about the recent conflict in ethiopia they had strong collaboration with china and their development has been quite fast yeah the tigray problem now but here is the thing what the West does not understand, when I say the West, I'm referring also to the average people. What they don't understand, Ross, is that Tigray, uh, it's an old, old history over there. No, This conflict, it's not new. This conflict has been for so long, over centuries. It just emerged every time there is a new twist or a new adjustment to whatever. One ethnic group does not like it, and they have to react to it. But this one is different because of where Ethiopia is today. Of course, you don't want to ignore a market of over 100 million people. Yeah. Yeah. Let along its location. It's geographic. it's a strategic. So, you know, the West, uh, especially I heard the U.N. saying war crimes being committed. Well, hold on a second. Why didn't they say that about Yemen?
1: Yeah. Why they don't s- they say yeah. that about Yemen? When the Saudis a- are yeah. going on
0: Saudis and United Arab Emirates, have been bombarding hospitals and schools. You know, to me, that's the double standard. So, so the ethnic uh, conflict in Ethiopia is a historical one. Once again, if we don't understand the history, we're not we going to put it within the right frame. Right. So, so far, just this morning, I, f- I I followed up on it. Uh, I uh, read that the UN and the African uh, uh, Congress decided to call for a halt, at least ceasefire till they figure out how they're gonna work out i don't know what the outcome is gonna be but yeah it's ferocious over there that but at least they are not taking over the rubber not taking over addis ababa so i was there a couple years ago it was peaceful over at the time i was passing through spent some time there it's uh but but it changed it just changed harry good to see you harry question yeah yeah how do you pronounce it yeah yeah so good to see you harry a question when helping others chinese philosophy tells us giving people giving people fishing net is much better than giving them fish end of quote i don't believe people in the west can understand it wow don't don't we have
1: something similar to that teach yeah it's, it's it's almost identical uh, teach me to fish or give me a fish today, which is better? I mean, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, no, we don't. We don't understand. Uh, the West doesn't have that ability to really understand, for example, the Confucius philosophy or the history for that matter. And that's why we are unable, some of us, Nora, I shall not generalize, of course, we are unable to understand uh, this kind of, those are statements or quotes or whatever you want to call them that are part of the civilization itself, part of the culture. And if we can understand the history or the culture, how can we understand the content of a statement like that?
1: There's there's a very prevalent statement, at least in the United States, that I think really explains explains this. And it has to do with American arrogance. It's mm-hmm. my way or, or the, high the highway. Way. Yeah, Our way is the only way to do things and it seems to be foreign policy for a very long time and we're seeing it play itself out all over southeast asia today history culture oh who cares it's our way we have figured it out you take a look at thailand where there's major movements sponsored by unnamed governments to overthrow the the monarchy you go what they've had that monarchy for who knows how how long and they're perfectly comfortable with it overthrow it yeah. Oh, it's our way or the highway. Monarchies are bad. Oh, but we we tolerate England very well. Exactly. Or Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so, interesting. Next
0: question will be from Cheesecake.
1: Oh, look, Cheesecake. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, like, I like the screen name. So, Cheesecake. Uh, what's stopping the West from breaking apart? It is starting anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're I'll seeing all over I'm not here not sure. Yeah, I'm not laughing. But it is starting.
1: It pains me to see where my country is headed. I'll say it straightforward. I can remember the times of the Vietnam conflict when there was great animosity between groups of people. It's much worse now. Yeah. The groups in the United States are saying, if you don't believe what I believe, you need to be killed. What? Yeah, it's ridiculous it's a, where we have. Because, because you're threatening my life. This is so preposterous this is just nuts
0: yeah it reached a point where there is no more uh civil discord there's no more civilized conversations anymore there's no and this is why sometimes when i which i don't see as many as we used to on some comments that's just pathetic we don't see that as much you know right. just because and here is i want to give thanks on behalf of all of us to our viewers You know, some of our viewers push back against those people. I read some of the pushback and it was strong pushback. We we want to thank you for that because, you know, it's a waste of time and energy. But just to think in terms of the West back to the question, you see the division right now in Europe. Yes, the division exists in Europe, no matter what you hear. There are those who say in both uh, uh, in in, in Washington and over the pond in London that, oh, the transatlantic relations are strong, and It's nonsense. It is not. Europe now is thinking, you know, I've talked to some people that they know what they're talking about in Europe Russ. And what I was informed is that they are thinking about their own foreign policy that is independent from the U.S.
1: It's about time.
0: Yeah, it's it's, even even in a monetary uh, uh, sector, they are thinking in terms of strengthening their own because they are too under the dominance and control of the US dollar so and this is where you're going to be seeing little by little and that's part of our presentation today about the inevitable death of the US dollar so 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 the division does exist we do see it here in the US where that's going to lead to we don't know yet till people become informed I don't see things changing here in the US Last question, all right last question guys because we have only one time to go prepare uh, the stuff we need to do for village good to
1: see you village yeah, yeah comment on his name sure <laughs> village idiot you keep coming up with these great questions what's up with that indeed so that's just a screen name <laughs> you know i will call it village smart You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah
0: question how will the bri debt trap be spun now that the eu said it will invest 300 billion euros towards global south infrastructure An EU is not trusted due to its colonial past. I did read about that yesterday. If I may comment on it, because I am a little bit familiar with it. Uh, The European Parliament has agreed now to allocate 300 billion euros towards that end because they are concerned to see. And this is why the IMF and the British Central Bank said what they said about El Salvador regarding the Bitcoin, you know. You can just see take step back and see those pieces together and put them together and you see where this is headed. They are concerned about where that division in Europe is going to crumble. As I always say, if you if you want another quote, no good. So. Good. The West is on its leg, uh, leg of hegemony. So that's that. Yes, you do see the Europeans going to move for that. It's not going to work. To the same way you are expected, and here is why: you get too many countries involved. Yeah, in the case of the BRI, one country, one country that's managing it, but involved, of course, the other. In Europe, who's going to be financing that? And that will become a question for individual countries. Oh, I put fifty, you put only ten. I have to, you know, that's what's going to lead to. But it won't work anyway because of what you mentioned about the colonial past history tells us something nobody will trust yeah you can't trust the
1: west exactly that's what it is so well anything to add russ to before we leave i want to thank everyone for staying with us for a full hour yeah. yeah and please subscribe look at our membership and we're delighted you spent the time with us today this is a very exciting kind of conversation for us to have with you
0: and also because i had coffee this morning that's why i'm hyped up so, no no truly is the positive energy guys coming from you you know some of you might believe might not it's the positive energy there is one thing about positive energy you tend to react positively towards it that's why i am the way i am and that's me anyway we want to thank you so much don't forget next week we will have q a on wednesday 11 elizabeth will post that so make sure to check the channel as to when the the dates were but you will see it and we truly truly appreciate you we don't take your support for granted we want you to know that but please spread the word about the channel because we need to grow it even bigger so and there is one yeah uh, oh we want to thank Kennedy Covey thank you so much Kennedy for your sticker one uh okay what do you th- what do you think that about congo entering the east african federation very quickly. it's 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 it might make a difference because also we get we need to remember about drc the democratic republic of congo there are some issues going on internally if they can sort out those issues then their entrance will be very great and beneficial to them so so as always guys stay informed Till next time